Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello and welcome to the Haunted Estate. Hello and welcome back, my dear friends. You're back here with me. Yes, Selena Myers. And today is a very special day. It is Father's Day, so I wanted to send out a very warm, happy Father's Day to all the wonderful dads out there. I know that we definitely have a lot of male listeners, and I'm guessing a good amount of you are children. I mean, have children. Some men are children. Same with women. There's no discrimination there. But yes, happy Father's Day to all you guys. And, um, I'm smoking some ribs right now. My present to my dad is a delicious southern barbecue because we're in Canada and that can be a hard thing to find. So I thought, hey, screw it. I'm going to do it myself. So anyways, tonight, your stories, my stories, and everything paranormal in between tonight on The Haunted Estate. Hello again from the same Sammy who spun stories of scary shadow people, eerie energies, anguished apartments, plodding poltergeists, creepy cars, and a wayward woman in white. I got to do a lot of research on this story from a friend of mine, and it contains my favorite subject, asylums. The year is 1879. Just nine years ago, the small town of Pueblo was established in Colorado Territory. Legislation passes for a mental asylum to open in the small railway production town, far away from the bigger mining cities of the West. In just a few years, the hospital is faced with overcrowding and patients dying off from illnesses, malpractice, lack of amenities, and operations now outlawed in common practice. This asylum was known for its very horrific practice in these communities. Electric therapy, sterilization, restraints, lobotomies, and so much more. In 1992, there was discovered a mass unmarked grave on the property that seemed to date back to the 1800s when overcrowding became an issue. If there was ever a perfect recipe for ghostly gruel, this would be it. The original building and many of the dorms near it were ruined when the great floods hit in the 1900s. The building is closed down and boarded up with a sign saying nothing more than 
danger, a best, uh, as best, ugh, asbestos inside. Sorry, <laughs> the area that newly named Colorado Mental Health Institute of Pueblo occupies more than 20 blocks. The facility has been growing to fit the criminally insane, juveniles, self-admitted, and mentally deranged comfortably. The staff of the asylum is nearly as numerous as the staff of the railroad production company that the town has founded around. My friend Colin works in the kitchen in the area of the facility. He has recounted to me a few experiences he had on the job. The kitchen he works in is a high-threat kitchen, meaning items like knives and scissors are contraband. It makes cooking for the residents far harder than it would be at most places. He has told me of a shadow figure that seems to haunt the kitchen area. Items will be moved, blinds covering the windows, open, closed, or anything in between. One evening on break, he saw the man. Colin was crouched down on some milk boxes, as those in the kitchen industry will often be found doing whenever there's a free minute. Though the half-shut blinds covering the windows that separated the kitchen and the dining room, he glanced a figure walking around. Services had ended long ago, and there should have been no one but staff in the building. He went out to take care of the situation, only to find that there was no one in the dining hall. Others in the kitchen had come across the shadow person. A glance in the wrong direction, looking down the halls, or just a long night can lead to sightings. Many people have a long list of stories of malfunctioning equipment, misplaced cookware, that just being used or reports of being touched, shoved, bumped while working with no one else around. The creepiest story by far is a step through time. Underneath the asylum walls lurks the underground passageways. These dark tunnels connect most of the buildings so that staff back in the day could quickly commute. Colin had gone, one down, had gone down one of the tunnels for a storage trash run. I'm not sure what the reason was. He walked down the tunnel and was greeted by a man hailing a large load of laundry in a basket on wheels. They nodded to each other as they walked past. The tunnel was fairly hot, not having heating or much ventilation. The whirling of the machines in the tunnels filled the dead space with loud noises that drowned out all thoughts or words. There were large washing machines thumping and steaming up the tunnels as he walked by them. On his return, the machines had stopped. The silence was thick. He wasn't too put off by this since he figured the machines were probably being switched out and another loud wash would start running soon. He passed the room with the large machines only to find nothing in there. The entire room was stripped bare. When he came back to the kitchen, he asked one of the employees who had been there longer. He was told that years ago, when using the tunnels was more common for washing machines, it used to be down there. That, however, was long, long ago. Every now and then, when he's in the tunnels, he'll hear footsteps or see a man down the hall. But nothing like what he had first experienced. I've included a link and a few pictures with this one. Who doesn't want to read about these kind of places. Yes, thank you so much, Sammy. That was spectacular. I have the link. If you go on to thehauntedestate.com blog episode links, there will be a blog post. It will be titled Sammy's Research, and then it will have the everything about the Pueblo. Pueblo, please tell me. Sammy, can you email me? Pueblo? Am I saying it right? Pueblo? 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 Playboy?
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Playboy. <laughs> okay, never mind. I'm a child. Those will be posted up for you there. Take a look at those. Always anything we use. TheHauntedEstate.com slash blog links or whatever the hell it is. Next up, we have a, a little bit of paranormal news. Listen to this. Malaysian School closed due to ghosts. You might roll your eyes and scoff, but ghosts still hold a certain amount of belief, both here and other parts of the world. A primary school in King City of Kota Baharu, Malaysia, has closed its doors after both students and teachers reported sightings of a black figure or a potanac on the grounds. Principal Siti Hawamat has said that the black figure was sighted in numerous locations around the school including the canteen, various classrooms, and the school's main hall. One teacher, Kamara Belrahim, said that she saw a black figure, like it was trying to enter my body, but my colleagues were surrounding me, reciting verses from the Quran. 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 I've read the book, still can't pronounce it. <laughs> I, I feel it important to read every religion's book to get an idea of what the hell is going on and people think. Anyways, I felt like my head was bloated. I felt numb and tears kept running down my face. Another teacher, Norla Hawati Ramali, claimed that when I was holding one of my pupils' arms, it felt extraordinarily heavy. Things were truly out of control at the time, but after the pupil recovered and went home, I then felt as though someone was hanging on the left side of my body. I saw flashes of black, like a black figure, The school has over a thousand students and 84 teachers. It's been the subject of a huge publicity in Malaysia. A number of Islamic experts, scholars, and local witch doctors have visited the school in an attempt to understand and exercise the school. However, more sightings and screams have been heard throughout the school. The most logical explanation, of course, is mass hysteria. Just last year, four teenagers in Colombia were hospitalized after each of them claimed to be possessed by Satan following the usage of the Charlie Charlie Challenge, a sort of Ouija board magic eight ball game that's popular in Latin countries. In Sri Lanka, during 2013, over 15 schools were closed after mass hysteria for a period of three days when students began showing symptoms which included coughs, skin rashes, vertigo, and vomiting. That's really scary. There was that Charlie Charlie challenge that went around for a little bit. I thought it was like some advertisement for a movie or something, but as I said, doesn't need to be a Ouija board, guys. And and that is a weird thing they talk about, like when a, a demon's infesting, like coughing and rashes and mass hysteria. And a lot of the time, when a bunch of people believe in something, it you know we've all seen it. 
It uh, it makes it seem makes it seem real. I thought since we're on a bit of a roll now with asylums, I know we talked about a school there, but let's talk about another haunted asylum. Why not? We'll go into the history, some of the hot digs, that fun stuff. I'm tired today. I'm really pooped. Do you ever just wake up and you're already just already thinking about bed? Do you hear my stretch? Ah, feels so good. Anyways, I also want to say, guess what? My book is almost done. I'm so excited. It's going to be available for everybody to buy. Oh my God, I'm so pumped. Anyways, moving on. This former almshouse, once a part of the Coles County Poor Farm, was built in 1916 and operated until 1959 when it was purchased by Ashmore Estates Incorporated for use as a private psychiatric care facility. Ashmore Estates closed in 1987 and stood abandoned until 2006 when it was opened as a commercial haunted house. From 1857 until 1869, the Coles County Poor Farm was located in Charleston Township near the small town of Loxa, Illinois. Illinois. I know it's not Illinois. I'm off today. <laughs> in 1870, the county purchased 260 acres from A.N. Graham in Section 35 of Ashmore Township for a new farm, which sat astride the Indianapolis and St. Louis Railroad. This small timber and brick building, constructed by H.B. Truman, was the first to sit on that property. It was 38 by 58 feet, two stories tall, with an attached kitchen. The initial superintendent, or overseer of the poor, of the county farm was Oliver D. Hawkins, who immigrated to Coles County from Kentucky in 1841. Many of the inmates died at the farm, and the county maintained a small cemetery somewhere north of the grounds. In 1879, Josh Ricketts, superintendent of the county farm at the time, had recorded 32 deaths out of the roughly 250 inmates who had stayed at the farm between 1870 and 1879. Another pauper cemetery was established a few years later still exists south of Route 16 and now contains the graves of between 60 to 100 persons. The Board of State Commissioners of Public Charities visited the poor farm in 1902. The heating is by stove and is sufficient, they reported. There is no regular system of ventilation, but plenty of fresh air is easily obtained. There is no plumbing. There is no fire protection. As for the condition of the mentally ill at the farm, they wrote, There is no special provision for the insane. None are locked up or in restraint. By 1911, however, the Auxiliary Committee of the State Board of Charities condemned the almshouse for its vermin-infected walls, rough floors, small windows, and improper ventilation. It was reported that flies swarmed everywhere and were especially noticeable on the poor food that they prepared for dinner. In January 1915, the Almshouse Committee, headed up by John Goodyear Ivory, 
um, W. Merritt, Jr., E.N., Carter W. R. Zimmerman, and William Kohlenberg received bids for the construction of a new fireproof building at the location. The building contract for the new almshouse was awarded to S.C. Salier of Oakwood, Illinois, but he backed out of the project in late February 1916. The contract was then granted to J.W. Montgomery in March for $20,389, and the cornerstone was ceremoni laid by May 17, 1916. A full-time caretaker and his family took turns living in the almshouse and a white farmhouse that formerly sat on the property. Nancy Swinforn, the daughter of Lee Roy and Laura Andrews, lived at the home for eight years during the 1840s and the 1950s. The 1940s and the 1950s. That'd be a really long life. In a 2009 interview with the Times Courier, Swinford said, It certainly did a lot of people a lot of good. They were warm and had good food on the table, and they loved working and earning their keep. They weren't moochers. They mostly grew their own food, did their own butchering, and smoked their meat. They smoked their own bacon and hams in the smokehouse. They killed and dressed all their own chickens and made their own butter. Coles County retained the farmland around the property but sold the almshouse to Ashmore Estates in February 1959. Corporation opened the building as a private psychiatric hospital by the same name. In October 1964, after only five years in operation, the psychiatric hospital closed down because of debt. The institution reopened in 1965, but changed its focus from a private facility to one that accepted patients from state-run mental institutions. By 1968, the shelter care facility housed 49 residents, including 10 afflicted with epilepsy. Paul Swinford, no relation to Mary Swinford, and Gallen Martin purchased the institution in July 1976. The two originally envisioned the building a brand new, one-floor residency to house up to 100 patients. But the state planning committee refused to approve that plan after considering it for six months. Consequently, Swinford and Martin invested over $200,000 into construction of a modern addition onto the old building. Construction began in 1977, but was not finished until the 1980s. Once the addition to Ashmore Estates had been completed and the rest of the building was brought up to code, the institution's future appeared brighter. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. On December 12, 1981, Barbara Jean Clark became director of the care facility. We have the opportunity to be one of the best facilities of our kind in the area, she remarked in the eight-page in-house organ, the Ashmore Review. In February 1986, Paul Swinford entered into a limited partnership with a Peria-based company known as Conovlescent Management Associates Incorporated, to help manage the institution's finances. The departments of public aid and public health dragged their feet over the insurance of proper licenses and certificates for nearly a year, leading Swinford to file for permission from the Illinois Health Facility Planning Board 
to close the facility. At that time, Ashore Estates' financial losses exceeded $1.5 million. By the end of April, all the residents had been transferred to area homes, and Ashmore Estates closed its doors. It would be three years before anyone endeavored to reopen the institution in 1990. Paul Swinford, in conjunction with a Tennessee company known as Corp Corp Corporation of Corrections America, attempted to turn Ashmore Estates into a mental health facility for teenage boys. One on the night of December 18th, the Ashmore Village Board rejected Swinford's request for a zoning permit, 5 to 0, effectively dooming the project over concerns related to fire safety, as well as consideration for the public opposition. On Halloween night, 1995, a fire destroyed the outbuilding that sat across from the lawn from the front entrance of the main building, where the poor farm superintendent's house once stood. There, an outbuilding had been used to teach motor skills to the developmentally disabled prior to the facility's closure in 1987. In 1998, a resident of Sullivan named Arthur Kodalescore paid $12,500 for the property and announced that he planned to renovate the building, turn it into his home. However, continuous vandalism prevented him from ever realizing his plans. In August 2006, Scott Kelly purchased Ashmore Estates and began renovating. According to Scott, the building was a wreck. It took seven weeks of 40 hours a week just to clean it out. The windows were mostly broken. To finance the project, the Kellys offered flashlight tours of the interior. To discourage trespassers, they erected signs and moved into the property. Their haunted house opened on October 13, 2006 in the off-season. Scott offered overnight stays in the building called The Night of Insanity, featuring speakers, movies, and guests such as psychic medium Carrie Stone from The Carrie Stone Show. In January 2013, Ashmore was hit by a fierce storm, with wind speeds reaching 80 to 100 miles per hour. Ashmore Estates suffered heavy damage as its roof was blown off and the support gables were destroyed. Director Dan Eisen of the Coles County Emergency Management Agency said that the building appeared to be damaged beyond repair. The Kelly's home adjacent to the property escaped largely unscathed. Scott Kelly sold the building at auction in April 2013 for a price of $12,700. The new owners quickly announced the plans to repair the roof, add a concession, lobby, and bathrooms. This is located at 226415E County Road 1050N, Ashmore, Illinois, 61912. The telephone number is 217-512-9499. The website is www.hauntedashmoreestates.com. Next up, The Hauntings. In 2004, Michael Clean included Ashmore Estates in a collection of short historical fiction stories set in Coles County called Tales of Kill of Coles County, Illinois. The story involved a man named Darby and his daughter who stayed at the poor farm during the Great Depression. Darby was tormented by the ghost of a young girl named Elvis Skinner who died in a fire in the original almshouse. Since publication, several people have claimed that the ghost of Elva actually haunts the building. There have been reports of shadowy figures, numerous EVPs, people being pushed and shoved in the stairwells, Reports of a ghost girl named Margaret and something more dark and sinister in the boiler room. 
Here is a little bit of a blurb from the website. It's actually not .com, it is .net. I followed that, it took me nowhere. Um, you can pay to do your own um, investigations there. They're actually having a 100th birthday for the property where you can buy tickets. There's tons of speakers, psychics, all that kind of stuff going to be there. It's in September of 2016. But here's a little blurb underneath overnight investigations. We have had numerous teams investigate Ashmore Estate since we purchased it in May of 2014. If you have not been able, if you have not been to Ashmore, I think you'll enjoy your experience there. Vast improvements have been done to the building to allow easier investigations. We are continuing to improve the location that has now been dedicated only to the history, tours, and paranormal investigations. In 2016, we will be building a room inside to reflect a bedroom and living room area. Plans are in the works to help the top edge of the building that was damaged by the tornado in 2012. We also want to restore a hospital room on the third floor to give it more of a historical feel. The overnight investigations are $500 for up to 12 people and for 12 hours. Over 12 people, there is an additional charge of $50 per person. We also have two bunkhouses on the property that can be used for $50 each. Both have four beds, electrical, TV, DVD player, heat, and AC. There's a fire pit available as well, but you will need to bring your own firewood. Gas and charcoal grill are available as a stove, refrigerator, microwave, pizza oven, and coffee pot. There are three functioning bathrooms, two inside, one outside um, for those tent camping. There is also a shower available as well. Um, at this time, we do not have a maid service, but who knows in the future. Next is daytime investigations. Are you just a little scared to investigate at night, but so want to do something? Why not come to investigate during the day? We have had teams come and do this and had wonderful experiences. We've had many individuals in the day working in the building. They experience things and hear disembodied voices and see images. Most believe that spirits are in the afterlight as, as, as they are in the living. So why would they, wouldn't they be roaming the halls of the poor mental care facility? We know you will have a good time while investigating during daytime. We'll be offering public daytime events as well. Email us today to secure a date. Bring your team, your friends, and your family to investigate Ashmore States during the day. There's a lot more. There's public overnight, public daytime. Oh, gosh, they have so much for the 100th year birthday party. Let's see what they got here. Happy birthday, Ashmore State, September 9th to 11th. Oh, wow, they have Chad Lindenberg from Ghost Lab, Barry and Brad Killinge, Ben Hansen, Christopher St. Booth, Scott Tepperman, Jim O'Rear, Vince Churchill, Mary Marshall, the original Paris sisters, Bill Chapel, Nick White, Keith Age, um, Mary Barrett, the Scooby, the Scooby Van, uh, Rosalind Brown, Scott Rorick, uh, you name it, it's going on. So that is, that's amazing. So make sure to go and check that out. That is hauntedashmoreestates.net. Thank you so much for stopping by, and I will see you the day after tomorrow. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience 
and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.